Yo! You're listening to Two Not-So-Rad Dads, a weekly podcast about two dads who live on the same block and all the shit they deal with on a daily basis. We're going to discuss our struggles as parents and what it's like raising boys in today's society. We talk about the vid and the company that comes with it and how much I want to sleep every day. We're going to improv the intro and not know what to say. And then we're going to pass it off to the other host. And we do all this and more while smoking weed together in a garage. I'm your co-host, JD. And I'm Billy. And this is episode, what episode is this? Like 11? I think it's 13, isn't it? 13. 13. All right. We'll call it 13 of two. Episode 13. Let's say it together. Not not so so rad. rad. Yeah, so we got the wow, letters. Billy. It's been a long time. I know, man. It has been. This is uh, it's great to be back. Um, what is this week sponsored by, dude? This week is sponsored by COVID. <laughs> I guess so, man. The COVID I mean, vaccine. We just jump into it. We, I got COVID. My yeah. family got COVID. It was yeah. fucking stupid. No, I'm so sad. So dumb. I'm so glad that you guys didn't get it too, because that would have I would have felt terrible. But we got it from the other neighborhood family and just passed it right down the line. Yep. Uh it was a scary couple weeks. I mean, gosh, we haven't been on since we did our last show with Alex. I know. That was a good show um, too. And that was over a month ago. I know. Thanks, Alex, again for coming on. Sorry for the delay, but as we said, person around our block who shall remain nameless got the cove um not their fault just trying to live their life and they got the cove and unfortunately they may or may not they might not even be responsible we don't even know but you ended up with it we thought we had it we haven't even really been able to hang out in a long Mm -hmm. time we're just now starting to do some like masked bicycle riding and unfortunately you know we're gonna get our shots and then hopefully, in a, you know, maybe in a month or so, we can be back to somewhat normal as we were and hanging out with each other and really doing stuff when we all know we're COVID free and totally vaccinated. But you, I mean, you, you can barely look at your heads down, you're, weak, <laughs> you're tired, look at you. Get some life I in you. Wake up, JD. Honestly, though, today is the first day that I've that I've been, I felt like I could even talk, right? Like we talked about doing the 420 podcast, which man, we missed such a good opportunity to, to yeah. do that show. Yeah. And, but that's the, the day that like, I kind of got hit with it. That's when the family started testing positive and then slowly, but surely, like I thought I was good. Yeah, and then one day I woke up and I just went, Oh my God, I have no energy. <sighs> and oh. I literally was just in bed all day and erica's like no you got to get out of bed you got to help me like i've got two kids like the kids couldn't be in school everyone was home and it was all on erica and i felt so bad but i literally could not get out of bed like literally but you didn't have to go to the hospital it didn't have to go to the hospital breathing issues nothing you're getting you're on your way to be better just so uh, so everyone knows Yes, I am on uh, a path to recovery. Good. You know, the one thing that fucked me up the most about COVID? What's that? Weed tastes fucking terrible <gasps> to me now. Oh, no. Like, so fucking bad. Like, I can't even describe. Like, imagine 
having an old bong that you never cleaned out for three years, right? Yeah. And then you let it sit for another two mm-hmm. years of never smoking it. Oh. And then you took some really nasty weed that you found in a gutter and then you smoked it out of that bong. Weed tastes worse than that to me right now. Oh, that's so sad. It's so fucked up. And I was just talking to this um, this like natural path and I told her that and she's like, well, you know, my weed is coffee and sometimes my body doesn't like the taste of coffee and that's mm. when I know that my body doesn't need it. And I was like, oh, maybe I need to listen to my body. Yeah, maybe just take a little break from the old weed. Maybe try some cocaine. Yep. So yeah. on to the heroin. Uh, well, you know, the reason I, I didn't smoke when I was sick, like when I was down and out, I didn't smoke, had no desire to smoke. Um, but what it was is that Erica made a comment to me about how skinny I looked. And I realized I didn't eat food for like Dude, three you, days. I got to tell you something, JD. Um, we didn't even see each other. Like I didn't look at you because I would keep on riding by the house. We... Uh, while you were sick, basically we were on watch. How do we feel? What's our temperature? Right. You know, we were on quarantine. We did a zoom with a doctor, the doc, we explained everything. The doctor said, look, does anybody feel sick? No, you don't need to go get tested if you don't want to, if you don't feel sick, because do you, if you go in quarantine, we went, we did it right. So we didn't go anywhere for however many days. And, um, but I rode my bike outside, need to get some exercise, and I'd wave at you uh, through your yes. window. And every once in a while, I'd see like a, a Bigfoot-like shape <laughs> like that's <laughs> in the window. Or one of the kids or Erica would come. And then yeah. a couple days only ago, you, you came out. And I got to say, you do look like you lost some weight, dude. You looked yeah. like – and even yesterday, we rode past – and you were trying to get that energy up, shoot some hoops, and you had your hands on your hips. Mm-hmm. And and this is not – that's usually me because my fat, tired ass is usually like I just smoked a huge bowl and rode my bike over here. And you're <laughs> you're like freaking making a garden out of whatever in your back or front yard. You're like such an active person that it – I have to say, and I say I don't want to get emotional, but for Lachlan too – feeling it through him because him just even playing with the mask it's just he's so the one thing keeping him sane i feel was being able to see xander and nico normally that Mm -hmm. we had that bubble Mm -hmm. and seeing you like that and seeing them and i'm just happy that you guys are getting better it was our thoughts were with your family and it was i'm just glad that you're okay pal but yeah yeah eat a hot dog or something it was crazy but you know more. we're uh, we're gonna come out of this okay. Yeah. And if I only lost this taste of weed, then so be it. It'll you know, come back. These things, it. you know what I mean? Like in time, it'll. I'm sure it'll come back. A lot of people totally. have had different. I know people who have lo- kind of lost their sense of smell, and it came back. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, maybe you just need like a little different type of weed. You know what I mean? To kind of spark you. Are, well, speaking of that, are you smoking anything? Are you, so you're not well, I high? I smoked today, but after I talked to the naturopath and she made me realize like, oh, your body is yeah. not wanting that right now. I didn't smoke before the show. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, I did. So, Do you want to know what I smoked? What did you smoke? 
All right. Let's get that. Let's get that bong running. Yeah, let's we hear been, the. Uh, we're we getting back into it, baby. Oh, I got it on camera. Whoa. We got camera here. What is that? Now, yeah, for okay. people listening to the podcast, this is yeah. going to stream on Facebook Live. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're go, go to Facebook, search Daily DVR, and you can join our page, and you'll be able to see the video of this. We decided to not put so much live pressure on ourselves. We'll just load it later. Yeah. Um, so I got, what is that? It's chocolate, chocolate hash berry. Huh? Yeah, I went to a new spot. I didn't go Uh-oh. to Nectar up the street. I went to this place on 82nd. Um, oh, you go to my spot, huh? Cannabis? No, it wasn't Cannabis. Oh. It was, I can't remember. I mean, I could look it up in my phone. But um, mm. the weed. It's a long weed, title. Yeah. I can't remember. I'll look it up in my phone. <laughs> Why did somebody, listen, we've got rappers who call themselves like hashtag five eight nine or something right like you, why aren't stores picking up on this yet it should be like hashtag i don't remember the name of this store so i'll look it up <laughs> in my phone and then that's on the billboard as you pass the store but anyway chocolate hashberry went to a new spot because i just felt like it and this yeah. is some great stuff oh cool mm, it smells Where is good it? like on 82nd yeah it's right near arby's it's a nice little bar. yeah that's cannibalist bro oh is it yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay. got the super tiny little parking lot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's where that's, I usually go. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. That's the first um, dispensary I ever went to in Oregon. The first night oh, I moved in okay. here, I went there. And do you know, they lost when it switched. Remember when there was a time when some places were only medical and then they switched to recreational but there was an in-between time where they gave them like a year grace period and they lost their license or something for a little while and they were shut down for like a couple months and they, it seemed like they lost a lot of business. I stopped going there, but now they're back open and they have a great selection, man. I mean, and this was cheap too. I think, I, I don't know, the eighth was like, 20 something dollars or something. Oh like yeah. That? Yeah. They have those good, like 25 eighth deals. Yeah. I go there for gummies. Good. They've got a good deal on gummies. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I haven't done yeah. gummies in a while. I was they doing have like a big gum. That's it's like one solid gummy. Oh. I forget who makes it. And then, um, they say, you know, cut it into 10 squares yeah. and yeah. then eat the little tent. But you know, I don't do that. I just bite the just... fucking corner off the thing and enjoy the ride. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was getting that what's it called RSO, the Rick yeah, Simpson yeah. oil. I really like that and Perry was liking that too just a little to like go to sleep at night. Um but I haven't I haven't bought that lately. I might. But um yeah, for a while there there's something funny that happened to me. Uh, I'll report this. So Oh yeah. The minute you call you texted me and said Xander tested positive for covid mm-hmm. my throat immediately started hurting okay <laughs> i'm not even kidding like i burped and my throat started hurting it was it was acid reflux but for uh. like 3 days and it was like stress and for like 3 days my throat was burning up and i was like oh my god do i have the covid and i was like no though this is totally as i knew what it was so I got the medicine and it went away, but um, 
I was just uh, like I was I was smoking weed, and like you were saying, it like tasted kind of different. Mm-hmm. But I was like going through this whole thing of like maybe I should just use the oil now and everything. But then it cleared up. I got a little Nexium, and I think I had. Oh, there you go. I'm telling you, dude. As soon as I got that text, I, I know I know exactly where I was. I was over by the uh, the Salvation Army, like the McDonald's where the Taco Bell is. You know what I'm talking about down yeah, railroad. Yeah, yeah. 82nd. And I turn around. Oh no, the, the one off 214. Yeah, and I turned the corner, and my phone thing. And I said, I knew you were gonna get the result, so I was like, oh shit, I shouldn't look. I'll look anyway. And I looked real quick when I stopped, and I was like, oh, God. And Lachlan was like, what's that? And I was like, nothing, dude. Let's keep driving. But <laughs> Lachlan was driving? Yeah. I, you know, I was keep tired. Keep driving, Lachlan. Day, man. I was tired. He sits in the front seat now, though. <laughs> well, yeah, because the kid's six foot four. Oh, my God. He's so big. Let me tell He's you. So big. We, it is getting ridiculous how large he is. And the other day... Um, now I've seen my nephew, but it's hard to fathom it unless someone tells you. And, um, my sister-in-law was like, you know, he's, his name's Kobe. She was like, you know how big Kobe is now. And I was like, don't even tell me, but I know he's huge. He is 14 years old. He is six foot two, 255 pounds. Wow. I was like, Wow. And he's a big dude. I am 250. I'm actually a little less. I'm 250 pounds. He dude, weighs more I than I was me. 16, my car didn't even weigh 215 <laughs> pounds. And that's because it was a four-wheeled skateboard. <laughs> I was bigger, though. I was, six, I was about six foot four by that age. And then I Damn. stopped growing. I was, very, I was like 14 or 15. I was six foot four. And then I just stopped growing. My friend Seth Eisen was also, and then he got to be, I mean, he eventually, I think he's six, eight or six, nine. You should get him into figure skating. Lachlan. Yeah. I want to try to do things like gymnastics. I know you're joking, but I'm serious because <laughs> I did a lot of dancing and gymnastics and I yeah, think that did, helped yeah. me in life be a little more limber. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For a big guy. Mm-hmm. Feel the flow. See, look, wait, hold on. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Can only le- learn that from the New Jersey School of Dance. All right, so what the fuck yeah. are we talking about, man? We talked about COVID. We're done. Dude, okay, so COVID's off the charts. No more yeah. of that. Uh, You're feeling Oh, March better. Madness. Oh, man, yeah. we had a real fun tournament. We had a good turnout. Yeah, we did. We did. What yeah, happened think, with the I think tournament? There was like eight people or six, seven people that joined our group. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Yeah, thank um, you, everybody. That's always fun to do that. Yeah, we've had. Yeah. We, I like to see that kind of stuff get you through it, man. You know. So we had seven people that entered. We had uh, six boys, one female. Okay. Which was my wife. Six men um, enter, one woman. Leave. So the top three was okay. I took first. Naturally, congratulations! It's my and I rigged it that way. All right, and good job. second place is Andy with the username AJ Theo. Yeah, Ando Calrissian. You know him? Okay, cool. He took second, so I think he technically wins the right to um, send us a nude photo of his oh. Viking. Right? Isn't that what the contest winner was? It or has, was it uh, ask a question? It's got to be forget. in the farm, in the fields. Andy's a farmer. He oh, sends me pictures. 
Man, I'm telling you, one day I got to oh, get out. We should out bring there. Andy on and talk to. We can talk to him. We're about gonna. Fun. He's That'd gonna cool. come on the show. This he learned the right now to come on the show and be a guest from winning the tournament. Yeah. Well, that's what you win, Andy. All right, you you're on, on Andy. Now. And Axel, you took third, Doug. Really? Yeah, you came in third place. Well, let me tell you, I put a lot of effort into randomly guessing who is going. Mm-hmm. You know what I did? Let me tell you what I did. I did have a method to my madness. You know what it was? I, I picked the underdog like 98% of the time. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that is a way to do it. Right? I mean, there are so many upsets this yeah. year that came out of left field. And um, I think ever, like four of the seven of us all picked Gonzaga to win. And uh, I had every, to do that it for looked Sean. like Gonzaga was going to win until that last game against Baylor. And then Baylor yeah, upset him. That's um, right. My wife ended up beating Adam, which okay. uh, is worth noting. Um Adam got beat by Erica. I don't know if everyone heard that in the back, but Adam got beat by Erica. Damn. So that was a big goal of hers to accomplish. That's good. Good job, and, Yeah, it was a good little tournament. Take that motherfucker down. Yeah. That's Adam's good. funny because he named his team JD White Photo, number one, <laughs> which, is, which was my username. And his username is Lee Hagen, which is Lee's a buddy of ours that we ride mountain bikes See? with. And so when he joined the group, I was like, Lee, you jo- like you listen to the podcast, like Lee? Guy. And he's like, what podcast? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's fucking Adam. Dude, I, see sneaky, what I'm talking about? Adam. Adam is on my wavelength of fucking with that shit. Like if you're yeah, going to yeah, yeah. use weird names and shit like that, like just do it every like I think that's interesting when people kind of toy with you know who does that is our old friend of the podcast, Donald, who is one of the greatest podcasters that has ever lived and Donald is lost was one of the best shows ever made. And he would always do crazy shit like that. And he would come into the chat and pretend he was someone else and start shit and be yeah. like, Axel, you just like this show because you like everything. And Heath <laughs> and I would be like, okay, Donald's back in the chat. <laughs> and eventually it got to the point where we just accused everyone of being Donald. And it, he, it worked out so well Genius. that I'm pretty sure that like, okay, I think I thought that our friend Tim was Donald for about six months when I first met him, but it's not. He's an actual guy, uh, DJ Tim Hines. I mean, like all these people I thought were Donald because he was just such a joker. It's like that. What is that? The uh, like the uh, the random, you know what I mean? The random guy uh-huh. who just likes to mix it up. Yeah. I like that. Like yeah, kind of hide. Adams, Adams, great man. He's one of my one of my yeah. best friends, and yeah, if he can fuck with me, he will. My old username on ESPN used to be Nude Dude Fifty Five. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, since and, we're and live. it was a mistake because I was just trying to name my bracket that, oh. and then I named my username that, and then I didn't know how to change it for the longest time, and it was. And Erica's <laughs> like, "What is your name?" And, oh man, it was such a good laugh. Oh, that's when she first met you. She saw that. Yeah, when she first like I had made it before we had even oh, met. Like, yeah. And she's like, "What is nude dude fifty five? Oh, it was good. Yeah, was good. I remember. So, how, yeah, March uh, Madness. That was fun. Back that in is a lot of March. Fun. That does remind me, though, when I first met Perry, I had to re- I had to kind of clue her into that my friend Aaron and I constantly talk about licking each other's nuts, 
and that does, that's something that you have to explain. Like I'll just he'll just be like, "Yo, what's up, man?" And I'll be like, "Oh, I was just licking your nuts, man. Nothing much." And he'll be like, "Oh yeah, thanks. Hit the left side for me next time." I don't know why we've been doing that since we were in college. It's been going on like almost thirty years now, but. I had to explain to her, like, don't worry, honey, this isn't like some secret life that I have. Right. It's just the way that dudes tend to be very strange with each other. Right. Um, but anyway, hey, I wanted to bring something up as sports. Do it. Which was exciting for me, uh, which was the NFL draft. And speaking of things getting oh, back yeah. to kind of normalcy, what do we got? 42% of the population has the vaccine. You got your first shot. Yes, Besides we ended getting up getting COVID. our first shot the day after we tested positive. It was so funny. But that shows you that's still good. Go out and get that vaccine, people. Yeah. Even if you have it, they'll give you the vaccine and you'll get better. Yeah, you know? apparently. And uh, I get mine on Friday, which I'm a little nervous about. It might end up getting me out of going to Mother's Day with the in-laws, which I actually want to go mm-hmm. to. Yeah, dude, but, that's what we got to talk about. What's you know, your Mother's Day plan? Oh, going out oh. this year or has well, Perry not necessarily been up to par and so you're limiting her on this shower of gifts? Who's not been up to par? Me? <laughs> so, Perry, this is the, isn't Mother's Day where we all get to judge our mothers and how well they perform oh, this year? Yes, and we all right. get to criticize them that's or what Mother's celebrate Day is all them about. depending on yeah. how well they did this season? You're, I like that. You know what, J.D.? Yeah. This is America, and we know that competition mm-hmm. is what makes us all great. The only way you can be great is if you violently compete against another person till one of you is lying on the floor. Yes. So that's what Mother's Day should be about, too. Yes. Well, You'll most like. Mother's Days, I do lay on the floor and do absolutely yeah. nothing. Oh, that's cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that's how you guys do. Hey, um, honey, it's your day. It's time for you to do it. Uh, what is the? Hold on a second. Do you hear that? That was weird. Is it no. raining? No. You live right next to me. I don't know. I just heard a bunch of noises. I thought it might be raining. But um, I want to bring up the um, NFL draft. Yeah. Because um, it was just exciting. Oh, that's construction. That's what it is. They're dumping something. Okay, sorry, folks. Um, but the NFL draft happened last week, and it was really awesome just to have people kind of getting back together and seeing families gathered and people were, you know, they were saying we're vaccinated. You know what I mean? Like, right. it was just, I mean, did you pay attention at all to the NFL draft or did you? No, you well, I still, you know, I like to see where like the USC guys end up. And so I kind of like pay attention, but no, not really. I mean that I'm, I'm more concerned about like what the recruits are for college football than uh, I am yeah, that's about right. like what the NFL's doing. Yeah. You are more a college football guy. Well, it turned out yeah. great. It was just a great, I just wanted to mention it because it was a fun event and it kind of bookended. I hope in a way it kind of bookended COVID because last time for me, I mean, you know, everybody, the NBA was canceled, but it was really seeing what was happening during the NFL draft and how, you know, it just affected that so much in the whole football season. It was really not a great football season. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed having it, but, um, especially since Tampa Bay and Tom Brady won, but, um, 
this year it was just great to see people and it just, it, it got me feeling like we really are turning the corner. People are getting out, you know, maybe too much now if they're not vaccinated, but people are getting vaccinated. I know people who are able to have people over because everybody's vaccinated and see each other more. And it was just kind of a hopeful thing for me. Yeah, And it was good to, to, I think for Lachlan too, with what was going on with our families, just to have that on and for him to see people and the Academy Awards too. I mean, people were complaining that they weren't masked, but everybody was tested and everyone was vaccinated. So it was safe. And I think that that was great to see that. I want to see that. I'm at the point now where a year ago it was not, you didn't want to see that because that meant that these people could get be getting sick. Now it's a signal of people getting together and things getting better and we watched a bit of the Academy Awards and the draft with Lachlan in the room, and that did make him feel better, especially, I mean, we do talk about our kids. It must have been so tough with your kids getting sick, not getting sick, but having COVID mm-hmm. and just the attitude and stuff. It's good to see. I think it's been nice for me to see on TV where there is a little bit more of a, hey, let's. If we can do it safe, let it, let's show what the future could be. Right, I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, um, you know, Nico had RSV when he was a, a baby and he was hospitalized for like three days with this respiratory issue. And so after that, they're like, you know, he could, he could wheeze his whole life. He could have asthma, like he could have all these lung issues. So when COVID was coming around, he was the one that I was worried about the most. And he did end up testing positive, but then never had symptoms for it. And so we got pretty lucky, but man, them being cooped up in the house, they, they weren't having that very much. And then it was like raining during those times too. So yeah. then they couldn't go outside and then we couldn't go outside because we had a disease attached to us. And that was kind of wild. Um, so we did a lot of movies. We didn't really watch the Academy Awards or do football draft but we've been watching the marvel movies at night nice it's been awesome nice that's and so we've been trying to give uh nico melatonin so he passes out before the action gets too intense (laughs) and then me and xander can kind of like curl up and enjoy it um but we watched the uh the end game last night and then we watched um what's the one before that uh well, it's I guess what is the first one's called Infinity War. Yeah, we watched Infinity then, Wars and then we game. watched the end yeah. game. Yeah. That's so next, great. So now Xander's all jazzed to watch the last one. How does he that? react when it gets crazy and does he He get seems hyped to digest or? it pretty well in the yeah. moment. Like I never really see him too scared or like moving around with the movie like I remember doing when I was a kid. Um but you know, last night like the movie was over and it's a pretty intense movie and then it's time to go to bed and he's just kind of like yeah he's all amped and he's already had a little bit of melatonin so i'm like oh this movie's really amping him up but the other one didn't seem to be that way he was he's been pretty good you know there's one weird thing about my kids that i'm noticing is like they don't have bad dreams or at least they don't come running into our room like oh i had a nightmare that i remember doing all the time as a kid and I've never had the kids come into our bedroom and be like, I had a scary dream. I'm trying to think. Did I? 
I don't know that I had a lot of nightmares. Oh I had my share. I had my share, time. but no, Lachlan has had, there's been a couple times, maybe like in the last, you know, the COVID year, maybe once or twice. But normally what happens with him is he just wakes up and can't get back to sleep. Right. Yeah. We. I mean, we have that where but the kids will wake up nightmares. and get into bed with you. Wow, you had a lot of nightmares. I'm talking like waking up and, ah, you know, and like freaking out. Wow. Really? I did have, I'll tell you this, JD, when I was a kid, I suffered from um, sleep paralysis. Whoa. Yeah. I had that when I was a kid. I grew out of it. So what would happen? Uh, I would wake up and I couldn't move. I'd be stuck inside my own body. Wow. Like I could look out, but I just couldn't move. It wasn't excruciating because you're not really awake. That's why it's mm-hmm. sleep paralysis. It's a problem where your body is not receiving the signal to relax and allow yourself to move and gain autonomy over your body again because Mm, you know when you sleep your body automatically stops you from flailing and moving around there's a nervous system i'm not a doctor so i don't know but it's i think it's i think it's the limbic system that when you sleep you you relax but your brain stops taking signals Stop sending signals. They don't go to your muscles and everything. So that's why when you're, when you first start to fall asleep, you can jump back up awake. Mm, yep. It's because that system is like stabilizing. Mm. You know what I mean? You're like mm-hmm. going into it and it like had a misfire. But then when you, you can even feel it. I know I can, when I'm ready to fall asleep, I can feel that take over. And I, it's almost like you're falling backwards. That's why I think Inception is such genius where they use that falling back to wake you because that's the way I feel like you're sinking, you know, I would always have a vision of falling off of my skateboard and then just Ah, falling forever. Yeah. Like that is that feeling of like going to fall, they hit the floor and you don't, you don't hit the floor. You just keep going. You just keep going. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But then it's almost like you're back up again and you fall again and again, like you never fall. Right. So I had a problem because I think, I think it was after I was in the hospital, I had this whole kidney operation. I think I told that story already. I think so. Yeah. On the show where my mom thought I only had half a kidney, but actually it was just a tube under my kidney. Anyway, I'm fine. I have a scar that's a foot along on my side. And if they did the operation today, it would be that big. And they that's can, pretty funny because your measurement of a foot was at least three feet in that video right there. <laughs> you put your hands up so wide. For, I have a scar the size of a giant wait a, second, wait a second. I have a scar that's about two inches long. It's this big. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this. Like this. Yeah. Anyway, it's a pretty big fucking scar. Anyway, but they uh, the doctor told me they can do it in utero now, actually. It would oh, be man. this big. But uh, so what would happen is I would wake up and I could sometimes open my eyes just a little, but most of, most of the time I, it, there's a movie about it. People who suffer Sleepless this in Seattle, 
(laughs) that makes people feel like they have sleep paralysis but that's just meg ryan um no i I used to love meg ryan um something happened though after a while she was just playing the same i don't know she just it started to lose it for me but uh anyway long story short you are trapped in your body and i Mm -hmm. became what i what they what i was told was don't try to wake up go back to sleep and that's what I did. So I grew out of it. I stopped fighting it. Um, if I woke up and I felt like that, I just said, all right, time to go back to sleep. And I just mm-hmm. fell back asleep. But let me tell you, it could be scary because I would be sitting there going, I need to move my arm. I can't move like sometimes like that. And then eventually I would be able to move my arm. And then I could feel the rest of my body and then I could move my other arm and my leg and I could get out of bed, but it would happen like as I was waking up. So the problem is, is you think that you're like that for like an hour, but it was really only a few seconds, Mm, right? And then once I learned that too, it didn't scare me. So it was just a mouth. I think it was just a malfunction of all the drug state I was on and because I was in the hospital for like six months. So it was, um, it was very weird, but yeah, Yeah. sleep paralysis is real, but not as scary as people make it out to be. And that movie, maybe it's different. There's a movie about it that, yeah. What's the movie called? Oh gosh. Um, I don't have to look it up in my damn phone. Look, look how old I am. I'm on a podcast and I'm going to use voice to text on my phone. Yeah, but you're doing it into sleep a sleep paralysis uh, movie. I just did it. <laughs> sleep ah, the nightmare. 2015, the nightmare documentary. Um all right, the guy who directed this, right, Rodney Asher, he also directed uh what I think he directed oh yeah, room two thirty seven and into the matrix. No, now, wasn't that movie the supposed to come out in 2012, but he in the was Matrix. sleeping so often that he couldn't finish the film in time? <laughs> he fell asleep and made another movie. Yeah. No, this guy's an interesting director, though. He made Room 237. Never saw it. Okay, that's about people who believe that Stanley Kubrick was sending secret signals through The Shining. Oh, it, totally true. It's really what it is. It is an examination of cult thinking, mm, okay. the nightmare about sleep paralysis. But that's again, that's adult sleep paralysis. I think it's very different from what I suffered from, because I think in adult sleep paralysis, you can literally be like that for hours. Wow. And you know it, too. I know there's some days where I want to be like that for hours. It wasn't a bad thing. I'll tell you. It, be- yeah. it got me fascinated. I'm thinking I might have to use it as an excuse on a Saturday morning. That you uh, sleep-, sleep paralysis. <laughs> sleep. Can't just get out of bed, honey. You just be like this. No, just it can happen at any time. Right. You're just like anytime. Uh, my, Perry's going to come in right now and be like, "What's for dinner?" I'm going to be like, <laughs> like "What happened?" A sleep paralysis, podcast paralysis. Anyway, he did another one. A glitch in the matrix, which I really want to see. And since we're on a podcast, since we're on a podcast where we never talk about movies and that's all and TV and that's all I ever talk about, I want to let you know that there are three great documentaries on Hulu right now. Frank Stallone, that's on uh, Amazon Prime. I really want to watch it. It's called Stallone. Frank, that is about Stallone's brother. I want to see that. The Orangeers, the Nickelodeon story is on Hulu. 
It's about, oh, you know, like green slime. You can't do that on television. Yeah. This is a real, this is a good one. It's called Crock of Gold, A Few Rounds with Shane McGowan from the Pogues. Huh. A documentary, Good Irishman, on Hulu right now. And finally, it finally made it to Hulu. I've been waiting for this for so long. Zappa, the Frank Zappa documentary is on Hulu now. And I'm going to watch that tonight, baby. I can't That's wait. That's cool. I think Frank Zappa is one of the most fascinating motherfuckers. And let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I hate his music. It's awful. Eh. It's uh, it's horrible, but I like it. Didn't he make a song called Jazz Fart? Oh, probably. I think it's a song like called Jazz Fart. But I find him really... F- I like just his philosophy on shit. Mm-hmm. I find it fascinating. But anyway, yeah. so your watch, you were talking about uh, watching the Avenger, watching the Marvel movies with the with your kid. Mm-hmm. You said it got him jazzed. I'm at a thing now with Lachlan is a lot of times when that action stuff happens, he doesn't get jazzed. He gets a little bit like this is a little bit much for me. Mm. And it, does he have to run and hide? He does. <laughs> Don't. I mean, I mean, not running hot, but, but like, when you said I, I that, remember there'd be parts of movies that would be too much for me, and I'd just get up and get out of the really? room, and then nah. like try to like, okay, now I'm ready to listen again, okay. or like try to get back in there. He's like me; he just gets sleep paralysis. He just gets like frozen. Like I'll notice he's like this, mm. like kind of shocked. Oh, right, okay. And I'll put my hand. I'll be like, "You're right, dude." He goes, "Yeah, that's just a lot of stuff, Dad." But yeah. sometimes he does get. He's as he gets older. He's getting more into it. It harkens back to like what Alex was talking about, like letting your kid do whatever. Sometimes they get a little bit either obsessed or scared of something. And I have to admit, I think we did hold back a lot of action stuff from him when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we felt like it was a lot coming at you. Yeah. Um, but now he's he's really embraced it and what i wanted to say is and i want to ask if i think i think xander may have missed this because they haven't been watching tv together hanging out whatever which is but i know lachlan's telling him is lachlan is now obsessed with anime everything (laughs) has to be anime it's not a cartoon it's anime like now is he calling everything anime that's animated yes He's like, Dad, I was watching anime. And I was like, that's actually not, but that's not technically an, uh, anime. Right. But what is these days? Because anime, in a sense, is just Americans saying this is a cartoon made in Japan with Japanese sensibility. Um, so I think to us, that's kind of what it means. You know what I mean? Because I think a lot of the techniques of anime, it's been around so long that it pretty much every cartoon is anime. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, everyone's like adapted to yeah. it. Yeah. So a it's lot of the hyper realism, like the people who are like, Rah! you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when the, the guy's eyes. got the sword and he's running yes. and he's totally still, but the background's like that is what exactly that. These are hallmarks of what separated anime from traditional Western animation, but Western animation has a taken all that shit in because anime is 30 years old you know what i mean like it's not new so no, and anytime white folks see things that are that 
people of other ethnicities are doing that are really cool. All people do that. Grab that shit and adapt it to their own. Yeah, but it's true. But all people do that. I mean, the origins, a lot of the origins of anime is like Walt Disney. Like when you go, that's the funniest Mm. thing. When you go back, that's like when people complain and they say like, um, Transformers was a, was a, you know, a Western company wanting to sell toys and they ripped this up, blah, blah, blah. It's not the original. And then you go back and you look at the original and it was stolen from four other guys. That's what everybody does. You know what I mean? Like, I like that. I would have been, Hey, my whole life would be different if, if a lot of, if a lot of that Japanese pop culture stuff was not regurgitated into America. My life would be very different. That's the basis of fucking Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is Akira Kurosawa films is 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 like a, a a Midwestern kid trying to swallow his uh, his uh, Baptist upbringing with his Buddhist thinking, and he came up with Star Wars. You know, like right? It's a Western samurai movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean. I love that kind of stuff. I'm so I'm happy that he's into it. And um, we the other day when we saw Z Boy, this is why we miss our adventures, and this is why I'm trying to tell Lachlan why it's good to go outside because you have adventures. We went on a bike riding trip, right? Right. And we came across a big, huge desk. Did Xander tell you? Xander did. He was bummed that he didn't get to bring it home. Oh man, I'm sorry. But Lachlan needed a new desk because his is like literally falling apart. Mm-hmm. And um, so we brought it into the house and I promised him, I said, look, we got this on the street. It's kind of roughed up already. Just it's scruffed up the top. And you know what I mean? Like I should say the, that it's solid, but the texture of it was messed up a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Probably why the people wanted a new one, but it totally works. It's not broken at all fit together. So I said, you could do whatever you want with it. So he made it into like an anime desk and he just took markers and drew all over it in like crate, like everywhere is just marker, different colors. Mm -hmm. So at first I didn't get what he was doing. And I said, what do you do? Are you just drawing? He goes, no, dad, I got a plan, you know, and he's drawing. And then I'm not even kidding, dude. It like really, I'm getting like chills because I'm really proud of the kid. I walked into his room after he had done it and it hit me and I was like, you're making like an anime desk. And it was like, yeah, that was my idea. So exactly what you described when the guy's like that and everything behind him is like moving crazy. He did all the moving crazy. So when you look at the desk when you walk into the room, it almost looks like the desk is like coming at you. Whoa. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. You'd appreciate it, man. I think you'd really like it. There's a certain, there's a little bit of tagging behind it too, but it's really, yeah. it's really artistic. I got, I got a couple pictures. Maybe I could show you at least a little bit. Wait, let's say this, this, oh, this picture shows it. Okay. So you can kind of see, see, see how he's just scribbling on it like that. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? It's just scribble. It I, looks- mean, I, I, I 
I guess, yeah, yeah, sure. It I, looks as, a, as a dad, I could see how another how you would look at your son's work and be like, oh yeah, that's really cool. But see, he knew but what he was doing when since you. Since I went to art school, I'm like, that doesn't look like shit <laughs> to me. <laughs> you're gonna see it when when you get when you come over. You're gonna see it, and you're gonna know. You're gonna like step in the room and be like, "I see what you were talking about, dude." The effect okay. overall works. Yeah, that's a hard thing as an artist, as you know, is to get that like um, micro macro thing and perspective, mm-hmm. right? Perspective and, is like one of the yeah. hardest parts of art, and how things look when you're standing away from them. Mm-hmm. See, this was something that I was always very good at with video. Like I can do persp- like I was always good at like, let's put this person here and then put that person back there, you know, like, right. Which is something that they don't do in film very often film. Well, I think they should teach graffiti out. to kids in elementary school to learn perspective. That's awesome. And then you wouldn't have Shading, yeah. kids making birthday cards where it starts with a big ass H and then by the very end, they're ti- <laughs> fitting in this tiny little Y and I'm going to steal this joke from is it it's not Dimitri Martin no it's um John Mulaney and he goes and since we didn't learn anything from the first word we're going to start the second one with another big ass b <laughs> and try to fit birthday in here in a small yeah. you know and it's just like man if we just taught kids how to do graffiti then they would be like, okay, I only have eight feet of this wall to get my name in. I've got to be able to draw this shape and fit it all yep, in here yeah. and be able to line that all out. I mean, like that is so useful for it all is. sorts of creative endeavor or even just like visually planning your room, you know, like mm-hmm. just having that, uh, that, that spatial awareness yep. to know like, oh, this is not going to fit in there. This mm-hmm. is, I mean. I think it's my jam. I think it's something important for kids to learn. It is. And and I think for us creative guys, when you see your kid do that, it makes me feel good, man, because yeah. Perry and I are very I don't say opposites, but we're very different people, you know? I mean, when she first met me, it took me a good many months to convince her that I wasn't like going to be living on someone's couch for the rest of my life. Or I wasn't some artist who was going to give it all up for every, for the art, man, (laughs) honey, we got to sell the car. Why I'm making a movie. (laughs) um, She had to, even though I still have a little bit of that in me, but I, uh, to see that in the kid feels good because he, he has mostly, um, as far as that goes, he's a little bit more like his mom. Mm. He's very creative and he loves artistic and creative stuff, but he is also a practical, more a practical thinker. Like when you ask him questions, he's like, boom, 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 you know? Mm, yeah. So I was kind of proud to see him because that's something that I loved doing when I was a kid. I was always taking shit apart, painting on it, drawing on it, just making shit. All yeah, that's time. what Nico's been into lately. He's been watching these fucking weird ass YouTube shows where this guy makes these juice concoctions based off of characters. So he has like the Sonic the Hedgehog blue juice or whatever. And he's like, here's the ingredient. And it's like all these crude. That was such a cool visual effect I for know, everyone dude. watching the video, Billy Smoking Weed. <laughs> uh, and so he's like working on like, he's got like this recipe and it's like, one cup of blueberries, one bottle of 
raspberry soda or like all this like it's all like safe stuff oh, and then okay. he like mixes it together oh how's this gonna taste and then yeah. he drinks it he's like oh god this is terrible but it's like it's like pixie pixie dust and yeah. orange juice and it's water. like a it's slime like really not that thing but yeah. he like paints these cans and then makes his own label for them and they're super crude but they're like perfect craft ideas for the kids so nico's like Every aluminum can now that get like sparkling water that gets drank, he's like, "Hey, can I paint that can?" I'm just it. like, "Oh God, Jesus Christ! So we got like, blue and red cans all over the house now. Dude. He's covered in blue paint. It's just like, Man. it's cool to let them do that. You know, yeah. for a long time I thought about <laughs> turning that. We have like this area in our backyard that's kind of like a wall, but it's not really a wall. I don't know if you've noticed it, that red and gray kind of yes. fence thing that's I there. I love that thing. I was always and wonder what that. You can like I know. go behind yeah. it. It doesn't. I don't know what it does, but I'm thinking about just putting some plywood up there and giving the kids markers and spray paint and let it be a free wall for the kids just go and paint. And then I was like, oh man, we could even go as far as like having a friend that's an artist like paint a panel and put it up yeah. there, or you could always evolve that. it and paint over it. And just man, if I was a kid and I had a free spot to go, just like spray paint some shit that would be so dope dude that was not when i was a kid um i did all that kind of stuff right but it wasn't presented to me as art my parents right. were not even though my father was very artistic himself and creative he didn't consider himself an artist because i've spoken a little bit about his upbringing he was like a fucking tough guy you know what yeah. i'm saying so he was hung around people who would be like, hey, college boy, you know, <laughs> you know right, what I'm right. saying? It was a different time. And he he was not like me, you know, like I was I was talking to my brother the other day. I was like, I, you know, my father, if I had met my stepfather when I was a teenager or in my 20s, we would have got along great. We would have mm -hmm. been best friends. Mm -hmm. If I had met my father, I wouldn't have been able to spend five minutes around the motherfucker. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, he's my father. I love him. But we're just not, we may have had like the same interests, but we just would not have hung. Right, you know what yeah. I mean? We just weren't like that. I don't think we're just different people because I'm just like a sensitive kind of dude who like, who was like an artist guy, you know? And he thought that you, he would have probably called me a fairy or something when he was right, in his twenties, right. you know, it was a different time. Um, but uh, what the fuck was I talking about? See, this is what happens when I get high in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> I, We're I totally talking about graffiti talking about. and yes, I didn't accent. know that was art. So I think it's I as a dad, I love being able to say to my son, make art and use that word. So when he sees it outside, he says, oh, I'm an artist because it took me a little while until I got to college and I looked around and all my friends were artists and I said, oh, I'm an artist. But no one ever said that to me because that was right. not part of my upbringing, right? It was like so typically American suburban that like this artist person is like some fantastical person who lives somewhere else. You right. know what I mean? So I, I just, I'm just happy when I talk to you about it and you, I hear that when I talk to my son, I actually try to use the verbiage of perspective and art and kind of to get him to feel comfortable speaking that way and living in that world and knowing that he belongs in that world if he chooses to.
Mm-hmm. You know, because it was a world to me that I felt a little bit outside of. You know, I was yeah. always a writer. I always felt like a writer and like a filmmaker, but not particularly an artist. Mm. That was like a yeah. See, I don't thing. like to use the title artist anymore. I love it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I like all to, about I like it. to call myself a creative. Crea- I like that. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever word you want to use, I'll call you create. I like creatives. Great too. I, I feel like you know? using like trying to use the word artist as a in a professional setting always makes me look yeah. like some fucking tree hugging hippie. That it's like, oh, what watercolors do you do? <laughs> I love. And it's like, color. no, motherfucker, I take nude self portraits. I'm a creative. <laughs> My wiener is the watercolor. Okay. My pubes are the brush, bro. Yeah. Oh man. I'm pu- I do you know about Prick Casso? A prick. Oh God, come on! I was just gonna. I tell don't know you. if he's Russian. He's oh, I, he's God. from somewhere on the other side of the pond, but yeah. um, he does all these fucking crazy paintings with his, with his dick. My friend Lou jerked off on his paintings, and then he would tell us later, my DNA's in that. And we'd be like, good job, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You Guys figured like it to out. make art with their dicks, man. Yeah. I'm sure you're the first dude to do that, okay? Yeah. Come on. It's the first thing we all think about, okay? Right. What can we stick our dick in? You fucking <laughs> good job. You proved everybody right. Um, that was actually, that's funny, because I think it was actually... His self-portrait, if you look over my shoulder right now, yeah, yeah, that's his ex-girlfriend, the sister of my ex-girlfriend, and <laughs> on the other side is his self-portrait, and that may, his oh, j- okay. that may be his jizz on my shoulder. It might be, Wait, yeah. Hold on. Right there, Lou. Hi. Um, <laughs> anyway, what else we got to talk about? This has been so fun so far. I, like I know. This. So we got our garden going in the front yard. Oh, Yeah. We have five of seven garden beds built. Awesome. We kind of had to pause with COVID, of course, but um, we've got a bunch of shit in the ground now and it's growing and nothing's really dying yet. So that's really exciting and fun. I saw it growing, dying. I couldn't believe how much, I mean, you got like three, four, is that three, four inches? I don't know. That's, yep. That's three or four. Dude, feet. you got like yep. two or three <laughs> inches of a, <laughs> you got like two or four but it looked like it was already growing. That's that's great, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yep. we got um, our pumpkins starting to take off. We just planted some watermelon. We have um, cauliflower. We got snow peas. We've got radishes, and we got beets. We got awesome. butter lettuce. We got red and green lettuce. We've got arugula. Our arugula is so fucking bananas looking, and I was like, I don't know if this thing's arugula, and I took a bite of it, and it's so sweet at first and then super spicy at the end i am so i'm excited about my arugula i love you know what i always love that song arugula jamaica oh (laughs) that beastie boys song yeah arugula yeah that was good to the florida Keys. (laughs) john stamos playing carambas in the background or whatever dude you know when i was a kid i was at a usc football game and at the end of the game the people in the crowd could stay for a free beach boys concert that's awesome and he fucking played drums uh John Stamos, really? Playing dr- yeah. yeah, John Stamos was playing drums That was for kind them, of the evil I, Beach Boys, though, later, though. I, That's like Mike Love, I think, only. I don't think he's a good guy. 
He's not a good guy? I don't know. The Beach Boys are so weird, you know, with all the- Beach Boys are really fucking- There's that documentary on the Beach Boys that's really weird. I mean, gosh, but what a talent that guy was. But the story with the doctor and like basically like drugging him for 30 years. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Totally. What a story. Totally. And all started with arugula in Jamaica, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Is arugula from Jamaica? I don't know. I want to take it. I just had- like one of the biggest photo shoots of my career a couple weeks ago or a month ago. And I get in there and I was like, Hey guys, let's get the energy going in here. What are we going to do? And this stylist that I've never worked with it before. That was super hip and cool. She goes, I think we need some beach boys. And I was just nice. like, what the fuck? And she yeah. put it on and it was perfect. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. I didn't want beach boys That's to be awesome. perfect here, but it was. That's some great music from the past, man. Great music. Sometimes you forget about that shit, you know? Like, last night, I got the lyrics from this old punk song stuck in my head. And then I was like, oh, my God, I have to go listen to that song. And it's this old Guttermouth song. You ever listen to punk music? No. West Coast punk music? There's this band called Guttermouth. Anyways, the song is uh, called Perfect World, and he goes, If I lived in a perfect world, I enjoy my days lying in the sun. A party never ends in a perfect world. Nacho cheese and anarchy. Boy, that sure sounds good to me. Every kind of drug is free in the new America. Anyways, so I'm like, like, it's in my head. I was like, I got to listen to it. And then it just turned into like an hour and a half of me listening to old punk Punk. music from when I was in like high school. And was like, oh, dude, I've got to like revisit this stuff i feel like sometimes and this is kind of how you're talking about feeling like you're an artist is like when i was in art school i was afraid to do all the like jock things that i used to do when i was a kid right like i was afraid to tap into that like sports player while i was trying to be this art kid you know like as if those two worlds couldn't fuse together and they so often that's all i knew was yeah we would go skateboard and I'd take photos. We would go play a sport and I would make something while we're, you know, like while I was wrestling, I was also shooting photos of all the wrestlers on my team because no one told me you don't, you don't do those two things. And then I went to art school and everyone's like, you're doing sports. No, we don't do sports here. We do creative drawing and we do, you know, all these other things that made me like hide all those feelings of being like, Oh man, I can't be, I can't well, be it's like our, I can't but be that's sports kid. We lived at the end of the unpair, like the jock geek thing, yeah. right? Now I think these days everything's meshed. Yes, it's you know definitely a lot more like meshed it's not, now. It's different. And, but it's you know, it was different. kind of hard. So even like punk music was that way where I would be like, well, you know, I'm I've been listening to this other music. Like, why would I go back and listen to this high school music again? And then when I, I did, I was like, oh, because I really enjoyed this. And like, even though I'm not like a punk rocker anymore, like I still, it still like reminds me of this time and it makes me feel good. And, you know, like get a little bit of that old teenage angst back in you. And then you're like, God damn, those snare drums were so fucking loud. And it's like literally that music is just people just fucking banging on shit. And it's like, man, that's really cool. Yeah. You know? It is, man. You know, I had actually two returned because Heath and I were, uh, were of course, doing Mindhunter. And one of the episodes ends with the song Intruder from Peter Gabriel. Mm. And when I was in high school, I didn't listen. I didn't listen to the, I mean, honestly, the first, punk, the first, any loud, the first band I ever listened to 
that featured a guitar heavily, this is not even a joke, was Nirvana. Yeah. That was it for me. Like when I heard Nirvana, so it clicked in me because it was that Beatle, the way they took basically, because Kurt Cobain was in love with the Beatles, they were the punk Beatles, which was what Nirvana was trying to be. And look at Foo Fighters. It's like the epitome of like, that's, he tried to do a similar thing. Um, I loved it because I grew up with the Beatles and my mom, I grew up with Barry Manilow, Paul, uh, Peter Allen, Barbara Streisand, all this set, Christopher Cross, all the rock, like the yacht rock stuff. Mm -hmm. She loved all that shit. So that I grew up with a lot of saxophones. And so I got really into Peter Gabriel. That was like my, when I was in high school, my number one guy was Peter Gabriel. And I'm not talking about, so I'm talking about melting face and Peter Gabriel one, two, and three and crazy messed up songs about him going to therapy and fucking crazy shit. Man, I gotta listen more Peter Gabriel. Oh dude. Were you a big Peter Gabriel fan? No. Okay, I'm a huge, huge. That's one of I, my. Like, I, you know what? I probably couldn't even tell you a song he sang. But if you put on Peter Gabriel, I'd be like, "Oh, okay. I recognize this." But you would be surprised. I think a lot of people think of him from "So Big Time." I'm on my way, like that song, right? Mm, or yeah. "In Your Eyes," "In Your Eyes," right? Yeah, the heat, like this song. Beautiful song. Still love this song, but not even his most beautiful song by far. There's a lot more beautiful songs he made, but his early albums, because he originally came from Genesis and they mm. were a total art rock British boarding school band and they like dressed up in costumes. That's what Genesis before Phil Collins took over. They were a prog rock art band mm. and they did like 30 minute songs about you know, Genevieve in the garden and like these weird, weird, you know what I'm talking about, dude? You know what I mean? Weird shit, but it's great, but it's very prog rocky. Not my favorite stuff, but Peter Gabriel was kind of learning. They were, but when he does his solo albums, his first three are so intense. And so, and he got really into world music and, um, taking on different roles in songs. So he does a song called intruder, which is basically from the perspective of a serial killer mm. that he's, he's hunting this, these women and he likes to smell them and touch them and control them. And it's sick shit, dude. But the song is awesome. And he does a lot of other crazy songs too. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, so I started listening to a lot of Peter Gabriel and I realized that Peter Gabriel is like a unifying element in my life that so many people that I've met in groups of people um, have loved Peter Gabriel. And because you were talking about Jock and thing and, and all that. And, and, and Heath, who hopefully is watching this and who is a great friend and, of course, a podcaster. I was doing the Mindhunter. We shared that in, in high school of being big like football guys. But then like loving Peter Gabriel and not being able to talk about Peter Gabriel to people who love football. Because if you started talking about it, it's all about emotions and he did therapy. Like yeah. so much of his songs are about going to therapy. Um, and like they don't seem to mesh. 
But um, today, isn't it funny how important music is to you when you're in high school? Like from from a cultural perspective, yeah, like like, how you music was such an important part. Even if I you weren't like paying super close attention to it, it like really defined who you were. See, it wasn't for me. It was really books. I was not a music. That's what I'm saying. Like I loved Peter Gabriel. I loved another band, Deacon Blue. That's a Scottish band that my brother got me into, but I was not that into music. I was really, no, but like books. I'm saying like you aren't like, even if you're not in college, music, music is still such a big signifier of who you are. Like the fact that you're afraid to tell people that you listen to David, yeah, that's or, true. The, the, you that's know what I mean? True. It's like, I understand what is, you mean. It's right? like a huge thing. I yeah. mean, like my best, one of my best friends, Bodie, I when I met him it. in high school, freshman year, I went out to be, to be the field goal kicker on the football team. And I like joined the team super late and like joined like the day before school started all because the coach heard that I played soccer. And he's like, well, come kick field goals for us. And so I came out, knew no one on the team. Everyone on the team is like listening to hip hop music, which I like liked, but I didn't like, I didn't really feel like I fit in with that. And so I come across Bodie and I'm like, Bodie, what kind of music do you listen to? And he, and his answer is, I still remember it word for word today. He goes, I listen to good shit. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) What are you listening to? Yeah. I listen to Rancid. I listen to Pennywise, Gutter Mouth, No Effect. And he's like listing all these punk bands that like I kind of knew. But I also like didn't know, but I knew that I should know. And I was like, I'm hanging out with With you. And from that day on, me and Bodie have been best friends. And like if I didn't ask him that question about like music, that relationship, I'm sure it would have started, but it would maybe it wouldn't have started, you know? You know, and I'm not to say that I'm a big music head, but it was just like it was something that I could be like, this I this will help me identify who you are based off of like what you're into, you know. I agree. I see where you're coming from, but I guess for me, that was more, I was thinking more time. Like for me, it was more college than high school because mm. I went to a high, I went to a private Catholic all boys high school that was 45 minutes from my house. So even if some kid gave me a Pearl Jam tape or I was really into public enemy too, and I loved Prince and I, but I guess it, I was not, I felt so separated from the kids in my school, like what they did outside of school, that what became popular to talk about in my school was like, what book, what kind of books you were into. So like, I was like a sci-fi head and I loved Arthur C. Clarke. And I talked to some kid who loved Robert Heinlein or it was just a nerdy kind of school. But you're yeah. right that outside of that. And then when I went to college, it became vitally important. I mean, like I was a total Gen X fucking ripped jeans. I mean, I have fucking Nirvana tattooed on my arm. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like it, I, you're right. It became, and I know exactly what you're, and I, then I worked at CD world too, between the summer of high school and college. And it was almost like a training ground. So when I got to college, I was able to be like, yeah, of course I know Pink Floyd, this album and that. You know what I mean? Like, even though I may have not really listen to it, you know what I mean? Like you're versed enough to defend. I could bullshit and act like I was cool. Yeah. Um, But but it just seemed like Peter Gabriel was somebody like I remember I would meet a friend like I met my friend Arif and he loved Peter Gabriel. 
And then my friend Derek, and he's like, I love Peter Gibbons. I met, I meet like Keith. He's like, I loved Peter Gibbons later in life. Hmm. Just certain people. Peter Gabriel is like this. We like, I think like sensitive dudes somehow uh, people found him when they were younger and attached themselves because not only was he a sensitive dude, but his voice is like, he's, I mean, in my estimation, I think Peter Gabriel has the best voice since like Lennon and McCartney or something. Like, I mean, I just think he can do no way. Danny Brown. I don't even know who, who's, I don't even know. Dude, who, look up the rapper Danny Brown. <laughs> <laughs> His voice has to you be the know, best fucking see, voice. you know more about music, music now than I do. I kind of, I trailed off, dude. I'm such a, like, I'm so out of it that I don't, like, I just st- kind of stopped listening to new music. I'm just, an, I'm an old when it comes to that. Oh, dude, and TV, I've I know always stopped listening to new music, but, but the only reason I know about new shit is because of Spotify. See, That's got to be like the best thing yeah. for me is that I can see when new albums are coming out and then I can like get into yeah. them because before when music was go buy a CD and like you had to do the work to get the yes. music, yeah. I didn't have any fucking music. I didn't know who yeah. was what. I didn't uh, know anything. And like my buddy Craig would be like, oh, dude, you got to hear, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I have no idea who that is. And he would just be like. You have no idea who E40 is? And I was like, no. He's like, you're from fucking California. How do you not know E40? And I was like, I don't know who fucking E40 is. And then I listened to E40. I'm like, oh, my God. E40 is like one of the greatest rappers in the world. Like, how do I not know? So I was always behind. But now that I got Spotify, I'm like on top of the new shit all the time because it's just like it's constantly. I just use it to listen to old stuff. I got my friend uh, A Hustler made me part of his family on on apple so mm-hmm. i got i get them apple music he has because he's encouraged me to listen to more music and i find myself always just going back and finding older shit to listen to i never i i don't know it's hard for me i guess maybe i should just hit one of these playlists that someone makes and just like put yeah. it on in my car and listen to it or like I used to do, you know, I'll listen to some of the people you mentioned, put it on, but I find I, I, I become more curmudgeonly as I get older and, um, I, I am more and more like things that, uh, are either, either prog rock or jazz. I'm just nerdy like that. I just like that nerd shit. And even, uh, like I've been listening lately to like, um, different math rock bands you know what i'm talking about like yeah where they're like like i don't know why i kind of like that but hip-hop for me has just i know there's great stuff out there because the internet killed pop music but it it was like a phoenix it gave rise to much better music now people can create in their home you know what i mean i mean literally it's a if you go to a recording studio to make an album you're doing that because of the producer or something i mean you can make right. it at home just as good you know like people can do that um so that's amazing but i get kind of lost in it and i don't really I don't know. I kind of lost sense of hip. I feel like when I listen to new hip hop today, whenever I hear something new, it just, it sounds like, like hair metal when I, when (laughs) we were growing up. 
You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, just, I, I can't noise. say I that I, I'm a not. huge fan of new hip hop, but there is some like it as an overall arch over like sure. all hip hop that's right now. Like, I can't say I'm a huge fan, but there is a nice little subsection in there that I think are still making some great hits. But you know what? All the stuff that I'm like really into all ties back to 90s hip hop, and it's all uh, like reflective yeah. of like 90s hip hop Wu Tang. Ice Cube, West Side Connection, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> all that kind of shit from the nineties well, and early two thousands. So it's like like D Smoke. He is super good. He's one of my favorite rappers right now. D Smoke from Inglewood. Okay. I'm gonna check it out. Is, look, I'm gonna do it right on my phone right now. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna do D Smoke. What you should do is go and watch it. that hip hop uh, show that was on Netflix. That was the hip hop reality. It's not a reality show, but it's like a game show. And they're trying to find the next best rapper. And it's T.I., Cardi B. Eddie. And, um, and, um, oh no, T.I., oh, Cardi B. It's T.I., Cardi B., and Chance the Rapper. And they're like the judges, and they're trying to find the next. And so they take people from Chicago, really? from New York, from okay. L.A., all over the country. And then they have them battle, and they bring everyone, yeah. this big group of people down to like the court what is 10 this on? or 15, and they start whittling it down. What channel is this on? This is on Netflix, dude. Oh, really? What's like, it called? It came out like two years ago. Oh, okay. Maybe it's I'll watch so it. It's so good. And they like, there's some really great acts that come through that shit that it's like, oh, damn. And they're like okay. all over Spotify and you can find, Gotta but open it's really good. Gotta open myself up to it, man. You know, cause uh, I just lost touch with music in general. I think, I think as just, you know, as you, as you can, it happens. Yeah. I got stuck kind of in my ways and I will admit too that I tend it relaxes like some people listen to music. It relaxes them and they zone out and do work or something. I'm relaxed by the human voice more so than I am by singing. Yeah. So I tend to gravitate towards podcasts or audiobooks. Like I'm listening to an audiobook about Robin Williams' life right now. Usually I'm listening to two or three audiobooks and all my podcasts at the same time. Mm. So I like to have one audio book that's like learning or technical kind of one that's about, I like people's lives and biographies or a story, less stories, but more biographies and, um, and podcasts, which I'm going to do a podcast soon. I was thinking I got to do a Patreon podcast where I just go through my, I my Apple podcasts and list every podcast I'm subscribed to. And talk about it. I've huh. done that a couple times on the Patreon just for fun. That's pretty good. Because that's what I, I find. I really do find the emotional investment that music takes sometimes. Or maybe I get too pulled into it even too. You know what I mean? Like you hear a song and it, it, it gets you emotionally. And sometimes I don't feel like going down that road. Do you know what right. I mean? Like I'm chilling. It's almost like I don't watch 2001 every day. Right. So that show's called Rhythm and Flow. Rhythm and Flow. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to check flow. out Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. On Netflix I will yeah. check that out. Well I worth been, it. That's good. I got to get, man, like I say, in high school, I was really into Peter Gabriel, Deacon Blue, but I did love Public Enemy, particularly. Um, as far as hip-hop, I, I mean, that's really, I didn't start listening to a lot of hip-hop until I got to college. I think college, mm. for me, 
I did not really listen to a lot of music and get into a lot of pop culture stuff like that until I hit college. High school, I was very studious, man. I mean, I got all A's. I was in a, my head was in a book. I was reading. I, you know, like, I don't know. I didn't really spend a lot of time even knowing about like who I remember I went over somebody's house and they were playing like poison or something. Yeah. And I, and it was like, talk dirty to me, right? Mm-hmm. Talk dirty to me. Nah, nah, nah. And I listened and I was like, this is so fucking dumb. <laughs> what are these kids listening to? I was such a nerd, dude. Yeah. I was such a nerd. And then I became my a old, geek. geek. My older better. sister was way into all that shit. I, it was intimidating to me, I believe. I think it was intimidating. I think I heard that and that kind of stuff. And I was like, nah, I'd rather go read a book, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to college, I was like, you know what I'd also like to do? Fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, you oh, said yeah. drugs. <laughs> I, I said, fuck I should have said both. (laughs) That's exactly what I wanted. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, baby. And then I was like, okay, I better learn. I better go work at CD World. And that's what I did. (laughs) I'm serious. I was like, I got to learn about music if I want to be cool. And so I learned, you know? And then I was like, shit. But but thankfully, I also learned great about, you know, great jazz. And even even I listen to a lot of classical music today. Mm. A lot in the car too because the fucking jazz station plays hip hop at lunchtime it gets me very angry dude well hip hop is just jazz <laughs> i know it, i know but i'm a classical i like i'm a classic i like a classical distinction between like classical jazz like jazz and and anything that has lyrics <laughs> there's a you know like even even jazz singing I like there to be uh-huh. a difference. Like if you're going to have somebody sing like a little skeet on a different hour. Well, my favorite thing, and I always talked, I always turn it up really loud. Um, my friend Beerbull taught me about this. He, man, he taught me so much about music. He was like, you got to listen to jazz on headphones. And I was like, well, I thought I should listen to it on vinyl with like a big speaker, you know, it's like, no, do it on headphones too taught me to close my eyes and pick out each instrument just and he used to do that he used to be like okay axel this is what the bass is doing right like that i'd be mm-hmm. like man i love this but also you can hear especially jazz piano players would hum while they played and mm-hmm. you can hear it on the track you can hear them go, like Thelonious monk used to do it and mm-hmm. a lot of guys would hum while they were playing and drummers too. It's harder, obviously, to hear that. It's easier to hear it on the piano players, but you can kind of hear them humming, like what the horn's going to do while yeah. they're playing piano. Huh. I love when you can hear that. They were just playing a track. I think it was Art Blakely, where you, where you can hear someone like just humming a little bit. All right. Oh man, I could hear my kids banging on the ceiling above me. All right, let's let's fucking finish. Let's we're finish just, we're shit, just dude. high and talking now. This is what's happening to this podcast. So, all right, hey, thank you everybody for listening to Two Not So Rad Dads. This was a great fun catch up. You know what, JD? Dude, I've was. missed you, buddy. <clears throat> and I know this sucks, but we'll be we'll be clean and all all vaccinated and back to normal sooner rather than later right rather we yeah. be a little more precaution now 
and not have Absolutely. to be stressed again because that was totally. a lot of stress for our whole families. Yes. So, but I'm happy you're feeling good, pal. I hope Erica. I hope you like the taste of weed again, and Erica can smell things too. Yes. And taste things soon. Yeah. That's so um, we haven't posted to Instagram in a long time, so I'm not going to tell anyone to go follow us there. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, did we create a TikTok? Let's make a TikTok. Oh, God, no, we're not doing TikToks. Not yet. I don't have big enough boobs or dance moves <laughs> to do a TikTok. Tick this talk, motherfucker. Tick this. <laughs> we're on <laughs> Facebook. We're old. But maybe we can get some people to send us some emails. We haven't yeah. had emails in a while. And we want to have Andy come on. Maybe we should have yeah. Andy come on next. Or is it your turn to pick a guest or was it mine? Because you had a couple in a row. I only brought one yeah, guest I mean, so there's far. no turns. If we oh. got a guest, let's bring him on. Okay. You want to do, want to bring, let's ask Andy if he can come on next. Yeah, let's see if he can come on. And let's weeks. try to record next week if we can. Well, let's next see. week I'm doing, I'm back to recording with Heath. Oh, come on. Just do two in one week. No, I don't know, man. I don't know if I this can do it. This is such a better podcast. Let me see, okay, let me see how I feel. I might be up for it because it's getting nicer out. Yeah. And I might be Look up how much fun it. we're having today. All right, let's see what happens. I'll see how right. I feel after I get my shot on Friday. A lot of people have been asking for us. I know they have, especially on Instagram. So They want more post. Billy and more JD. They want a TikTok of us on Instagram. <laughs> Well, it's good to be back, Billy. I, I hope to be back in that garage soon. Yeah, baby. And not you in my be. basement. You will be. Yep. But and I'm getting my table soon. My neighbor is yeah. moving, but he's going to build my Lego table. I'll know. start posting videos of that. Maybe I'll start a new Lego. We could talk about that. It will be fun to have Andy on because I think we should, you know, he does live on a farm in Minnesota. And I yeah. think it's really interesting talking to him about how, like, what do you do with the kid? You know, like how, what, and even social and like how you teach them and what differences there are. I I think that it's going to be a fun pod. So thanks everyone for listening. Let's wrap it up. Two not so rad dads, please subscribe, review, leave us a review on Apple podcasts. It's been a while for those of you who have watched on Facebook. Thank you for watching with us. This has been super fun. Now, you know what JD looks like. You see how handsome he is. Look at look at that. Any look at the hat he has on. That was our former, yeah, uh, guest. Dojo Outfitters baby yep, on the show. All right, you want to say anything before we go, buddy? No, I just love you, and I love our listeners, and I love our podcast, and I'm so excited to do this, and can't wait to do it again. Much love, brother, and I am going to go listen to D Smoke. D Smoke. Peace. Peace.